Hi, my name is Jovi. I forgot my name. Wow. <laughs> should we should we do this again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should. Okay. <clears throat> Hi, my name is Jovi. My name is Charlie. And you're listening to Bed Crime, crime stories, stories. A weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. What's up, everybody? <laughs> that was... I don't know why I'm, I did that. I'm dreaming. <laughs> I'm dreaming of murder stories. Murder. Hmm. Murder. Ah, so hi, everybody. Hola. Welcome to this week's episode of Bad Crime Stories. Um, it is another Jovi-sode. Hello. Yeah. Hello, Bobby. So, um, it is uh, right around the Thanksgiving holiday week. Turkey, turkey, so, turkey. So, uh, Nikki is um, out of town. So, we are taking this opportunity to Jovi sewed it up. That's so right. That's what we're doing. Today. That's right, bitches. I'm here. <laughs> that's right, bitches. <laughs> I'm here. There's nothing you can do about Don't it. Don't worry about it. Sorry. Um, and again, so like what we normally do with Jovi Sodes, we don't do any true crime headlines. We just jump right into the bed crime story. So uh, we're going to do just that. So yes. I'm going to turn it over to Jovi, and she is going to tell us all her bed crime story. So take it away. Well, thank you, Charlie. Oh, I appreciate it. Now to Jovi in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was going to say, n- never mind. It's all right. Okay, so hi, it's me again. I know you all miss me. I miss me too. Totally just kidding. Um, so it took me a hot minute to decide on who to do, do my story on today. Okay. Um, I know we had a um, listener suggestion and I did look into it, um, but because I had minimal time to do it mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I would do it justice. So I'm definitely going to save that for the next time and actually get all the information I can. Mm-hmm. Um, this story that I found was actually from my stepdaughter's book. Um, it has like a whole bunch of uh, murder stories in it and mm-hmm. it, they kind of go into why they the people who committed these murders thought the way they did and stuff mm. like that. So like a psychology of it all? Kind of, yeah. Okay. So it's thanks to her. Thank you. Um, that I found this story. Alright. And I'm going to warn everybody <laughs> you're probably gonna get angry yay because i know i sure as hell did yay I'm so, so excited. yeah i am going to be doing the story of elliot roger okay um he was the mass shooter of the isla vista murders okay um i have a feeling that as i start telling it you'll remember it because it wasn't that long ago okay um was this so, the one overseas? No. Oh, okay. It's in California. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. So my sources are, of course, Murderpedia. Mir- Mir- Murderpedia. <laughs> Murderpedia. Oh, God. I hope it's not another stroke episode. I hope not. I hope not. Uh, Wikipedia, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. And my new favorite, Criminal Minds Wiki. It is kind of the best. Right? It is the best. I will tell you that my last story that I did, I was so pissed that I couldn't find my person no! on, on Criminal Minds. I really? was so pissed. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. depressing. I know. I was really upset. I was like, come on, man. Because it's like, honestly, it's a good uh, resource to kind of checkpoint, to kind of yeah. make sure you're getting all the information. Because I'll tell you what, there was stuff on the Criminal Minds wiki that wasn't on 
uh, Murderpedia or Wikipedia. Like, I yeah. actually had to Google it on top of it. So I was like, yeah. huh, yeah. I would never know this if it wasn't for Criminal Minds Wiki. I know. Well, that's kind of what happened with the Ed Kemper one. Like, there obviously, Ed Kemper's like a heavy hitter. Everybody really knows the story. Da, yeah. da, da. But just the way they lay out the details and kind of um, really go like, I mean, almost day by day of what happened through the through his whole, you know, Thing. spiel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's just, it's such a great resource. It's laid out so nicely. So Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and right. my other source is YouTube because this motherfucker right here. Um, I'm And I'm going to go into this as I tell the story. Mm-hmm. I watched some of his videos because they kind of made a montage and I want to punch this motherfucker in the face. So was he like, did he, did he had his own YouTube channel? Yep. Oh, fun. So here we go. Good. We're going to, we're oh, going to jump in. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> so here we go. <coughs> Sorry. I just got like all this saliva and it was weird. It was weird. It was, so. it was just weird. Okay. So Elliot Roger, he was born on July 24th, 1991 in London, England, and then moved to Los Angeles when he was about five years old with his mom and dad. His parents were British filmmaker Peter Roger, who is known for his work as a second unit director in The Hunger Games, and Malaysian research assistant Lee Chin Roger, and he had one younger sister. Um, Elliot's parents later divorced and his father remarried to Moroccan actress Somaya Akaboon and had a second son. So he had a younger sister and a stepbrother. Gotcha. And I would just like to point out, thank you to Google for telling me how to pronounce that name because you do not want to know what I was saying before I Googled it. And I even typed it out the way it was said. I love phonetic spelling. You know, it's great. It it's, is great. It's great. It's great. All right. I will continue. Ever since he was eight years old, Elliot had been seeing therapists and receiving psychiatric treatment, including medication for a variety of mental illnesses and disorders. However, he, of course, refused to take any of the medication that was prescribed to him because that's how they do. Why should you? Mm -hmm. His mother stated that she believed that he suffered from Asperger's syndrome, but he was never... He was never formally diagnosed with it. It's going to be another uh, stroke episode. Mm-hmm. I apologize. Um, and honestly, with this here, there was conflicting information between my sources because on some, it said that he wasn't diagnosed with the Asperger's, but he was with other mental illnesses. Okay. And on some, they said he wasn't diagnosed with anything. anything at all. So, which I find hard to believe if he was prescribed medication right that he wouldn't have had some sort of diagnosis right but you know i am not a mental health professional no and i mean so, it honestly could have been the way it was worded too yeah true 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 um because it, it kind of confused me but i just figured i'd say that just mm-hmm. to kind of mm-hmm. have a safe space yeah clarify know? clarify exactly he had a youtube account and a blog titled Elliot Rogers' official blog both of which contained posts expressing loneliness and rejection he wrote that he had been prescribed the the medications, Risperdone, um, to be more specific, but he refused to take it, stating, and this is a quote, after researching this medication, I found that it was the absolute wrong thing for me to take, well, end quote. Okay, because yeah. that's up to you to decide. Yeah, that. because, you know, he's now a psychologist and he can prescribe yes. medications, so he knows what's good he for knows, him. yeah. He Googled it. Yeah. Never Google. No. Never Google any symptoms or anything like that. No. That was your reminder not to do that. (laughs) By the ninth grade, Elliot was increasingly bullied, and he wrote that he cried himself 
He cried by himself at school every day. The students that were bullying him even once taped his head to his desk when he fell asleep. That's sad. That's awful. Like, if you have to do something like that, don't, don't do things like that. No. No. I, I just, I have no, I have no, um, continue. <laughs> you have no. No, no, no. Because no. I don't want it to ever, no. I just, the whole bullying thing, I just, it just grosses me out. It's, it's It just horrible. grosses me out. It's hard. I don't, don't bully people. It's just, it's just, gross. You don't know their situation. Mm-hmm. And you're going to set them up for a life of turmoil because they're going to dwell on the things that you told them mm-hmm. when they were eight years old. Yeah. Like you're setting people up for a life of trauma. So. Exactly. Thanks. Exactly. Thanks. All right. So I'm going to continue now. Thanks. No, thanks. Um, after turning 18, Elliot began rejecting the mental health care that his family provided and he became increasingly isolated. Mm-hmm. He claimed that he was unable to make friends, although acquaintances said that he rebuffed their attempts to be friendly. So, while he wanted friends, he wasn't allowing them to enter his world, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. Which I get it. You know, mm. maybe he was an introvert. Well, and the whole thing is, too, when you have lived your entire life being tortured by your peers, mm. it's probably really hard when you're, you know, setting yourself up to be in isolation to let people into that because you don't know if they're going to let you down. Right. So, right. And I mean, yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. Um, according to him in 2012, the one friend that he had in the whole world who truly understood him blatantly said that he didn't want to be friends anymore without offering him, offering him a reason for ending the friendship, which that had to hurt. That's tough. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I don't like this, this child. Cause I'm sorry. The shit that he did. And you'll see what I mean shortly. I... That sucks. That's awful. That that sucks. That's terrible. When you have a friendship with a person and it's like that deep of a connection and they just kind of like vacate your life, especially when there is no logical explanation mm-hmm. as to why, it's that that will that can really rock your world. Legit. That is legit. Mm-hmm. Um, he often frequented online communities that fell into the manosphere, which has been commonly associated with promoting masculinity, misogyny, and anti-feminism. Mm. Communities within the manosphere include men's right men's rights activists, incels, which I learned mm-hmm. is involuntary celibates. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. That was a fun thing to learn. Men going their own way, pickup artists, and fathers' rights groups. So basically, gung ho men. Yeah, and that's it. I kind of silently chuckled when Jovi brought up the. Um, what was the first men's rights groups? Yes. Because I just think of that episode of Parks and Rec with the men's, <laughs> um, the men's rights. Men's rights. That's nothing. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, Parks and Rec. I love it. Screenwriter Dale Launer, who was a friend of the Roger family, stated that he counseled Elliot on approaching and befriending women befriending women but that he did not follow the advice dale later said in an interview i first met elliot when he was age eight or nine and i could see then that there was something wrong i'm not a psychologist but looking back now he strikes me as someone who has been broken from the moment of conception so basically since he was a little spermy swimming into his mommy's parts yeah wow Thanks for that visual. (laughs) You're so welcome. Because now all I'm picturing is like an episode of Big Mouth or something. Yes, right. (laughs) Yeah. So there's that. 
<clears throat> Elliot moved to Isla Vista on June 4th, 2011 to attend Santa Barbara City College, but he later dropped out in February of 2012. Mm. From 2011 to 2012, he was involved in a series of minor incidents in which he threw or sprayed drinks on couples or groups of people that he was jealous of. Mm. In July of 2011, he stalked and threw coffee on a couple outside of a Starbucks and in and in a later incident, threw coffee on two girls sitting at a bus stop for not paying attention to him. So I don't know what he was expecting. Like, if you're not going to talk to women that you're interested in or want to strike up a conversation with, then they don't owe you anything. Correct. They don't have to go up to you and talk to you. So. Right. Yeah. No, no one owes you anything. No. Right? No. And by acting out and then throwing coffee on them is definitely not going to get you the reaction that no. I think you were looking for in the first place. Not at all. It's going to actually cause probably the opposite of reaction of what you were looking for in the first place. So. Exactly. Exactly. A counterintuitive. Um, you're going to find that that happens a lot. It happens often. Mm-hmm. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. In July of 2012, Elliot purchased a super soaker, filled it with orange juice, and used it to spray on a group of people playing kickball. These events were documented in his manifesto, which I'm about to get into. So, two short things real quick. Yes, yes, yes. Very happy that he decided to choose uh, neutral liquids to be spraying at people and not bodily <laughs> fluids, because mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. could have went a really gross way. Yes. Uh, and number two, whenever anybody... Cl- the word manifesto, I just... <laughs> like... The Unabomber had a manifesto, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like just thinking about the people who have manifestos. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, as soon as you said we're highlighted as manifesto, it's like, oh my god. Oh yes, and I'm oh, gonna read excerpt. I'm gonna read passages from it. So that's gonna be fun. Oh lord, that's gonna be fun. All right, let's. Are you let's, ready? Let's get into it. Because I think we're about to get into the good stuff. Well, not the good stuff. The bad stuff. The bad stuff. But the reason why you're here, Correct. essentially. Correct. On July 20th, 2013, he attended a party and tried to interact with girls there, but according to his manifesto, he was ignored. It was then that he tried to push girls off of a 10-foot ledge, but failed and was instead pushed off by other men there. Well, I mean, um, you know, what the fuck? I mean, yeah. What do you expect? I mean, honestly. Yeah. Um, Elliot said that he felt a snap in his ankle followed by a stinging pain, and tried to get away from there as fast as he could. Now, he made his way out. He's starting to get the fuck out of there. But then, (laughs) he realized that he left a pair of $300 Gucci sunglasses that were a gift from his mother. And he decided to go back to said party. (laughs) But of course, the same people that threw him off a ledge and were beating him up were still there. Of course. And they began mocking him mm. and calling him names before dragging him into the driveway to continue to beat him up. Mm. But I'm sorry, you tried to push women off a 10-foot ledge. Correct. What do you expect? Correct. You're, you're not going to get away with that. Right. Any bystander saying. is not going to allow well, that. Well, I mean, and honestly, well, there's probably plenty that would, but I mean, they didn't, which, cool. I mean... You have to remember there was the, drinking at the party. I was just, I was literally just going to say yes. that. I was going to say, obviously, the continuation of the mocking and the continuing continuing mm-hmm. beating is not ideal. No, but when you 
testosterone plus you know giving that sign of macho is mm-hmm. i'll save you ladies damsels in distress plus copious amounts of alcohol i assume mm-hmm. that's probably what yes what we're seeing here i'm sure that wasn't helpful that's not helpful at all and like it didn't say if he was drinking or not when he went to push women off of a 10 foot <laughs> ledge but but i mean you shouldn't do that sober or do <laughs> just just throwing that out there nay One of Elliot's neighbors said that he saw Elliot come home crying and said that he claimed that he was going to kill the men who attacked him and then kill himself. Elliot told investigating officers that he had been assaulted, but they they determined determined that he might have been the aggressor in this case. He kind of was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because I don't think that people would go to throw him off of a ledge Unless he attempted to throw Correct. women off said ledge. Correct. Right. Nothing that happened to him that night would not have happened if he hadn't done that first action. Right. Correct. Right. Um, he later wrote in his manifesto, because I have to keep bringing it up, that the incident was the final trigger for his planning of the killing spree. Jesus. So now we're going to get into the nitty gritty. Lovely. Starting in September of 2013, he used pocket money from his parents and grandmothers that he had saved up to fund his killing spree. Mm -hmm. He visited shooting ranges and bought three handguns, a Glock 34 and two Sig Sauer P226s from three different cities. Three different cities. Right. So we're obviously trying to hide our tracts. Correct. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Correct. He also began to work on a 107,000 word manifesto. Stop it. (laughs) Sorry. Charlie's face and reaction is just making me giggle. Which he would title, My Twisted World, The Story of Elliot Roger. Yes. (laughs) I wish you guys could see Charlie right now. It hurts. All right, good. Mm Mm-hmm. In this manifesto is where he outlined some of his plans as to what was going to take place on what he liked to call the Day of Retribution. Stop it. Mm -hmm. I am now going to read you. Oh, my guy. All right. Just two little blurbs from this manifesto outlining what he was going to do. Okay. (sighs) On the day before the Day of Retribution, I will start the first phase of my vengeance, silently Mm. killing as many people as I can around Isla Vista, by luring them into my apartment through some form of trickery. Okay, go ahead. The second phase will take place on the day of retribution itself, just before the climatic climactic massacre, my war on women. I will attack the very girls who represent everything I hate in the female gender, the hottest sorority of UCSB. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, real quick. Mm-hmm. Is <laughs> one would assume mm-hmm. that well, okay, well, no, okay, because his plan was to kill himself after this all happened, right? Correct. So, okay, so then never mind. My my thought process here was like, so what we're thinking is like, obviously, you want to try and get away with this too, right? Because you feel like you're 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 avenged by doing this, right? Like you're justified in doing this action, but writing the manifesto is proof of like planning, Mm -hmm. 
premeditation mm-hmm. and the fact that like you were smart enough to smart enough air quotes smart enough <laughs> to go to multiple cities to get the weapons shows that you're you know smart enough to hide your tracks you know whatever mm-hmm. but if the intention was to then kill himself then i guess all that would be moot yes uh, it's a very moo point it's a moo point it's a cow's opinion it doesn't matter <laughs> Sorry, a little little friends there for you. If you guys haven't noticed by now, I like Jovi and I live our lives in movie and television quotes. Yes, (laughs) like ninety percent of how I communicate. Yes, (laughs) high five tree, (laughs) high five tree. (sighs) On April thirtieth, two thousand fourteen, Elliot's parents saw his YouTube videos and became alarmed by them, so they contacted the police. Not. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Me too. I wish more people would pay attention. I love that. Yeah. I love. I love that. I love that they didn't try to solve it themselves. Nope. I love that they. I love that. Yep. I. I absolutely agree. Mm. Like when I read that, I was like, Mwah, "Chef's kiss." Perfect. That's beautiful. Perfect. Love it. Okay, continue. However. No oh, god. <laughs> Jesus. Got way too excited, way too soon. Yes, but I mean, still props to the parents. Legit props yes. to the parents. Yes, yes, yes. Let me guess, the cops didn't think he po- posed a credible threat. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> okay. When the office- officers interviewed him at his apartment, he downplayed the situation. Well, uh, well, yeah. Mm. They decided that he did not meet the criteria for an involuntary mental health hold, nor was there any reason to legally search his residence, so they left. At that time, however, he had been planning his killing spree and had the handguns in his possession already. Mm. He claimed in his manifesto <laughs> that a search would have ruined his plans. So if so the, he already admitted that if they actually had searched the apartment, right. like he would have been SOL. Right. And this never would have happened. And you know, I got to tell, I feel bad for his parents. Mm-hmm. I feel bad for his parents. Agreed. That's and shitty. There is um, a couple of interviews that they did with his father. Mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to watch them, but he looks incredibly upset. Oh, well, in yeah. them. Well, no, I obviously, but like I, like you said, I couldn't even imagine no. being his parents, you and I do so feel bad for them. To... That's awful. Yeah, I feel bad for them. It's terrible. That sucks. In his self-proclaimed ideal world, he imagined that he would quarantine all women in concentration camps. Jesus Christ. At these camps, the vast majority of the female population will be deliberately starved to death. Then that would be an efficient and fitting way to kill them all off. And, and these are all in his words, by the way. He went on to say that he would have an enormous tower built just for himself and gleefully watch them all die. Wow. Yeah. And wow. I I read some of his manifesto and it's long. Yeah, but like I kind of Yes. <laughs> and I kind of just skimmed um right. and just the shit he says and I didn't even include the worst parts in here mm. because they're very racist. They're very yeah. hateful. Yeah. And it's just it's disgusting. Ugh. And the fact that he thought so highly of himself and I'm going off track a little bit, but not really. Because, like I said, I had watched his YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, the entire time he's like, um, 
kind of it kind of reminded me in the movie Psych. Oh, you know, would you fuck me? I'd yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what he's saying, but in right. a not so explicit way. Yeah, it's like I am the supreme gentleman. I am the ideal man. I don't understand why hot blonde girls, you know, don't like me, but yet they give their time to these bastard men and this, that, and the other thing. Um, he mentions hot blonde women a lot. So I'm guessing that was his type. Right. But like, I highly suggest to watch these videos because, yeah, I'm telling the story, but Mm -hmm. I feel like me telling it really doesn't do his hatred justice. Right, right, right. Like. Just like how like unhinged the whole thought process was. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yeah. I don't know. I just. I don't get. I don't get. Well, I mean, what? Of course I don't get it. But I'm just. I, I don't. It's frustrating. It's it's frustrating. And it's disturbing. Quite. It's honestly disturbing. Well, and this is the reason why women feel obligated, some women feel obligated to be nice. Mm -hmm. Because there's the thought that if I'm not, what what are they going to do to me? Right. (laughs) Right. And it's like, and it's because of people like this. Right. And situations like this. I 110% agree. Um. In the manifesto, he also said that he had planned to kill his half-brother and step and stepmother, but wasn't mentally prepared to kill his father. And this is actually the part I read in the manifesto. He said that he was going to kill his stepbrother, or I mean his stepbrother, half-brother, same thing, because um, his stepmom was saying how, how adorable he is and how he's going to succeed in life because he got a modeling job very young and this, that, and the other thing, and he couldn't stand the fact that his younger stepbrother was going to be more successful than him and probably have a lot of girls and this that and the other thing so this tiny child a small child i don't i think he was like maybe three four jesus like seriously wow seriously um lord but yeah i wasn't mentally prepared to kill his father because he was going to do all this while his father was out of town originally originally but um his the original date that he wanted to do it something happened um and now i don't remember oh his dad came home two days early from the trip Mm, that he was on gotcha um and then he planned a different day but then he got sick Mm. so he had to do it on well you have to nurse yourself back to health before you kill yourself before you kill yourself and that's awful no but i know i know what you're saying um Anyway, I got kind of off the subject, but not really. In his last YouTube video, titled Elliot Rogers Retribution, he complained of being rejected by women and described details of his upcoming attack, also laying out his motivations and plans. Police said they were investigating the video, and in the wake of the killings, the video was deleted from Elliot's account, but copies were repeatedly reposted by others. Yeah, of course. And, I mean, you can't stop them. Of course. Um, Once something is out on the internet, it's out on the internet forever. Forever and ever and ever and ever. Forever. Like, it'll never come down. In perpetuity. I love that word, perpetuity. Perpetuity. It's a good word. It is a good word. But yeah, it's, it, you put it out there, yep. it's not gonna, you're never gonna be able to take it nope. back. You could try with mm-hmm. all your might, but it, it won't. Like, yeah. the videos that I watched, it was like a montage. Yeah. I mean, his page is gone. Right. But people saved it. Of course. And made a montage of it. Of so, course. Again. Mm-hmm. It'll never go anywhere. It will never go away. Okay, so now I'm going to quote what he said in his video. And now, mind you, this video is 
creepy. Yeah. He does this like maniacal laugh and he's like, huh, 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 huh. yeah, it's, it's, it's bad. It's, it's bad. Um, but okay. So this is what he says. Oh, okay. Here we go. Well, this is my last video. It has all come to this. Tomorrow is the day of retribution, the day in which I will have my revenge against humanity, against all of you. For the last eight years of my life, ever since I hit puberty, I've been forced to endure an existence of loneliness, rejection, and unfulfilled desires, all because girls have never been attracted to me. Girls gave their affection and sex and love to other men, but never to me. I'm 22 years old and I'm still a virgin. I've never even kissed a girl. I've been through college for two and a half years, more than that actually, and I'm still a virgin. It has been very torturous. College is the time when everyone experiences those things such as sex and fun and pleasure. Within those years, I've had to rot in loneliness. It's not fair. You girls have never been attracted to me. I don't know why you girls aren't attracted to me, but I will punish all of you for it. It's an injustice, a crime, because I don't know what you don't see in me. I'm the perfect guy. Oh, God. And yet you throw yourselves at these obnoxious men instead of me, the supreme gentleman. Yeah. See what I mean? Like, he, he's putting himself on this pedestal. Well, and it's and it's such a, like, it's such a 180 from how he starts. Mm-hmm. It's, I get no, it, I, you know, it's torturous. It's, I'm lonely. I'm this, that, the other. And then it's, but I'm, I'm perfect. I'm mm-hmm. the best. And in... In the videos, he also is like, you know, I have this... He has a BMW. So he's like, I have this really nice car. I have this money. I wear Giorgio Armani. And this, like... he's He thinks that all women are about possessions. Right. I mean, some are. But not not everybody is like, okay, right. cool, you're wearing expensive stuff. Cool. Nice. That's that's awesome. It's not going to make people attracted to you. It's it's it has a lot to do with personality, and he obviously doesn't have a good one. Yes, and when you ignore that, he throws orange juice at you. Yes, or coffee. Or coffee. Or coffee. Okay, before I get into the actual day of retribution, I just want to read the closing um, statement in his manifesto. Okay. Okay? I didn't start this war. I wasn't the one who struck first, but I will finish it by striking back. I will punish everyone, and it will be beautiful. Finally, at long last, I could show the world my true worth. That was his closing statement. Okay. Okay. On May 23rd, 2014, Roger, um, Elliot started his rampage, which he titled, like I had mentioned, The Day of Retribution, by stabbing three people to death. They were his roommates, uh, Chen Cheng Yan. Hong, otherwise known as James. Um, the other roommate's name was George Chen, and he also killed their friend Weehan Wang, also known as David, because he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Jesus. Police investigators assumed that he started with Wang, then moved to Hong, and finally to Chen, and that he killed them in separate events, making efforts to conceal their murders after each time. My God. They did on... Um, I want to say Criminal Minds Wiki, they did go into how many times they were stabbed or shot. And I was just like, I'm not going to include yeah, that no, because, no. I mean, it made me upset. 
Yeah. Um, but if you want to know more about that, you could visit the website. Um, but this, it, it's just, it's, it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. Oh my God. At 9.17 p.m., Elliot uploaded his final YouTube video, Elliot Rogers' Retribution, which I had just mentioned, right, right, right. and then sent his manifesto a minute later to 34 people, including his parents, other family members, his therapist, former school teachers, and childhood friends. He then went to the Alpha Phi sorority house near the University of California, the Santa Barbara campus, uh, yeah, campus yeah. Mm-hmm. with the intention of massacring all the occupants inside. When his knocking on the front door went unanswered, he shot three Delta 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 sorority sisters who were nearby, killing Catherine Cooper, Veronica Weiss, and wounding Bianca DeCock. He then drove further into town and fired into the Isla Vista Deli Mart from inside his BMW, killing a student named Christopher Michaels Martinez. Just because. Just because. Just because the, um, the people at the Alpha Phi sorority house didn't answer their door. I mean, I'm sure it would have, he still would have did this. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, because yeah. he was angry because you couldn't. That was, that was the plan. Right. And right. It, they ruined it. So now yeah, he's yeah, going to yeah. throw a hissy fit. After killing Christopher, he drove away from the, um, he drove away from the Isla Vista Deli Mart. He was spotted leaving by four res- four responding foot patrol officers, but they did not suspect him to be the shooter at the time and allowed him to flee. Because I, I could kind of understand that because when they're shooting, everybody's running. It's it's kind of hard, I well, guess. Yeah, but, I, I don't know. Yeah, like, I'm no. trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Playing devil's advocate. Or is it because it's a person in a really nice car and it couldn't possibly be a person in a nice car who's doing a drive-by shooting? Uh, or that. Yeah. I didn't think about that, but you're right. But, you know, hey, devil's advocate, right? Ex- exactly. <laughs> just trying just trying here to see yeah, yeah. different points, I guess. Yeah, seeing both sides of the coin. <sighs> Elliot continued his rampage, shooting at several pedestrians in drive-by shootings and striking others with his car. Oh, God. At some points, he drove on the wrong side of the street on purpose. Of course. You know, because as you do. Mm -hmm. He ultimately wounded 12 people in the phase of his rampage, six by gunshot and six by his vehicle. At one point, he got into a brief gunfight with a responding sheriff's deputy and escaped unharmed. Near the end of the rampage, Elliot got into another gunfight, this time with three sheriff's deputies near a little acorn park, and he suffered a gunshot wound to the left hip. He fled but was closely pursued by police now. Obviously, they're right on his tail. He crashed into a bicyclist named Keith Chang, seriously wounding him. And after he did that, he fatally shot himself in the head. He was 22 at the time of his death. The day after the killing spree, officers went to his apartment to investigate it. And that's when they found the bodies of Hong, Chen, and Wang. So they didn't even find the bodies until the following day. Elliot's final YouTube video was discovered after the killing spree and deleted from the website. However, it was already too late for it had been copied and reposted by other users beforehand. Segments of it were controversial. I don't know what I don't know what it is. (laughs) Controversially. Close enough. Controversially. Controversially. I don't know. Right either. No. Controversial. Controversial? Nope. Controversially. (laughs) What is wrong? (laughs) Again, another Ted quote, uh, Ted Lasso moment. Did a word become a sound again? Yep. Yep. Sure did. Controversial. Controversial. (laughs) Controversial. 
You know what we mean. Yeah, you, you got it. You got you it. You got it. Whatever. Yep. Used by several news networks, including ABC News, CBS Ooh, News, yeah, like NBC News, and MSNBC. Fox News refused to air the video altogether and instead showed five still photograph- photographs. <laughs> oh, photographs. Oh, oh, five, five photographs. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Many were concerned about the video's repeated airing on news networks, especially because of the potential to inspire copycat crimes. Yeah. Which, uh, and, you know, disrespect for the victims. But, you, you know, whatever. But, you know, you know, but, they, you know. they won't say that, but apparently yeah, the yeah, Virginia yeah. Tech shooter copied this. Stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's what that's a the sources said. Supposedly. Right, 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 right. Whatever. But I was just like, oh, shit. Mm. Uh, okay. Elliot's family issued a statement expressing their sympathies for the victims, saying, We offer our deepest compassion and sympathy to the families involved in this terrible tragedy. We are experiencing the most inconceivable pain in our hearts go out to everyone involved. Um, that statement was read by the family lawyer. Mm-hmm. Um, his parents later re- released a written statement in which they addressed their anguish over his actions, saying, We are crying in pain for the victims and their families. It breaks our heart on a level we didn't think possible. The feeling of knowing that it was our son's actions that caused the tragedy can only be described as hell on earth. Wow. So I just got chills. Yeah. So it's, it's terribly sad. And the... Um, the killer's family also grieves. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you could see that here. Because what can you do but yeah. say you're sorry over right. and over again? Right. And it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking. I, feel, I always feel bad for the families, especially something like this where they tried mm-hmm. to get him mental help right. and he refused it. He got prescribed medications and he refused it. Yeah. Um, they saw the videos. They called on it. Nothing came of it. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. not like they were neglectful parents. Correct. Like, they were trying to get him help. They, and were, they were trying to do the right thing. Right. Yeah, for sure. Right. And, yeah. it's, it's and I mean, not not all parents have that type of reaction. Right? No. I mean, we there's definitely, we all know that there's definitely the parents of the murderer that is like, no, my, my baby would never right. do this. Right. 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 Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, there are a, a lot of times where I think sometimes we f- tend to forget that the killer's family or the whom, whomever, the perpetrator's family mm-hmm. um, can be just as much victims as the victim's families are. Correct. Um, you know, obviously, how do you compare, right? How do you compare? You can't really compare tragedies. It's not Mm-mm. fair to do that. But um, I think about, like, BTK, for example, his daughter. Right. Um, you know, I think about... Um, who did we talk about recently? There was somebody else I was thinking about when I started talking about it. I mean, um, you did a you did a couple of stories lately where that was the case, where the yeah. ch- the children of um, the perpetrators yeah. are just as much as a victim because they're like, yeah. I had no idea. Yeah, and to this day, it still bothers them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think of like okay, like Green River Killer uh, Gary Ridgeway, his wife had no mm-hmm. idea for years, had no idea what mm-hmm. he was doing, and you know, there's that's. You can't even possibly imagine what that is, you know? No. Like, you can't even possibly fathom what that's like. Nope. I don't um, want to, either. No, no, not at all. So, I just, you know, it's it's tough. It's hard. I, you know, I don't... It's hard. 
it's hard. It's it's so I think so easy to project your distaste for the killer onto the parents because mm-hmm. it's like how did you not know? Mm-hmm. And I think the worst part is these parents did know. Yes. And they tried. They and tried they were their damnedest. Calling for help and nobody was helping. Yep. And you know, I that's that's awful. It's awful. And that's also bothersome too. Yes. To me. Yes. Like I don't know. Yeah. I I'm I mean the red flags were just waving all, all over. over the place. All and over. I just don't yeah, that's it's awful. That's absolutely awful. All over. Mm-hmm. And like I don't care how much he could have um like been like oh dismiss the fact that he did this youtube video i don't care i don't care like obviously something was going through his mind when he posted it yeah how could you just say that he seems to be in you know in good standing or whatever the phrase was like i'm sorry no well like let's think back to i mean we had just started the podcast and i did the story about my richardson yes um they had no they were the ones who had no problem putting her in jail Mm -hmm. uh thinking that she needed psychological evaluation Mm -hmm. no issues doing that but this person who had video and written evidence that he was something was something was going on there Mm -hmm. and it was dismissed as nah we don't see any reason to be concerned Yep. Like, do you just not want to do the paperwork? Like, I don't... Because that was the thing with Mytrice Richardson, right? Yes. Was we brought her in because there was an issue, but we don't want to do the full thing because we don't want to do the paperwork, so we'll just release her out into the night, and, you know, we know how well that turned out for everybody. And it's like, do we just not want to do the paperwork? Were we at the end of our shift, so mm-hmm. we just didn't want to have to deal? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I don't want to think that about no. anybody, but it's just... It's awful. But I feel like that is the situation more often than not. Because right. they just don't want to do their job. They're tired. I don't... Eh, no. Yeah. Like you said, it's the end of my shift. I'm just going to go home. Okay. Right. By doing that, you're potentially letting them go and kill right. somebody or rape somebody or commit some kind of yeah. crime. Like, I'm sorry if you... If you brought them in for something, I don't care how tired you are. Do your goddamn job. Do your paperwork because know. you know what? You could save a life. Right. And of course, obviously, we're casting a lot of assumptions here. Yes. Yes. <laughs> casting a lot all, of assumptions. All assumptions. Um, all assumptions. And I think more than anything, it's just frustration over what wound up happening. Mm-hmm. And I think the big, like I said, bringing it back to his parents of just, you know, they... They weren't those absent parents. They were very much involved and aware that there was something happening and they were calling out for help and Mm -hmm. help didn't come. And that's really fucking sad. Agreed. That it's, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. (sighs) Um, We're not done yet. No, no. I mean, (laughs) almost, almost. On May 26th, UCSB canceled classes for the following day and scheduled a memorial service for that afternoon. Uh, it also set up counseling services and emergency housing for displaced students. On the following day, more than 20,000 people attended the memorial service at Harder Stadium. Wow. For the memorial, UCSB Chancellor Harry T. Yang and the exec- Executive Vice Chancellor Joel Michelson said in a written statement, This is a period of mourning for all of us. The moving candlelit vigil that our students organized on Saturday evening began the process of healing. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday, we'll re- we will remember and honor the victims of this horrible event and come together as an academic community to reflect, talk with each other, and think about the future. Mm-hmm. I know I didn't have to include that, but I thought that that was very yeah, uplifting and like, we're going to get through this together. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could appreciate it. Um, 
that's pretty much the end of the story, but I, I just would like to bring up the names of the victims that Please. actually that actually died. Please. Um, it was Weehan Wang, who's only 20. George Chen, 19. Cheng Yang Hong was 20. Veronica Weiss, 19. Catherine Cooper, 22. And Christopher Michaels Martinez, 20. Like, they're all babies. They're babies. Like... They're babies. I, cu- I couldn't even imagine. I just... I just... I can't. Um, and while doing my research, apparently he has a cult following. Yeah. Um, Sorry, you guys can hear that, but I rolled my eyes. That was very audible. I'm sure yeah, they heard it. You might have heard my eyes rolling. Yeah, it's for those who felt and still feel the same way that he did before he went on a spree. I actually just took a small snippet so you could kind of get an idea of how ridiculous this is. And like, I literally sat, I sat on my couch reading this article on my laptop. Like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. (sighs) Elliot Rogers, also known simply as ER by his admirers, has emerged as the patron saint of online misogynists. His likeness has inspired countless memes that straddle the line between lulzy irony and utter sincerity. One widely circulated picture depicts him as a literal saint, his face photoshopped into a religious painting. ER's admirers on 4chan and Reddit also celebrate St. Elliot Day on May 23rd, the anniversary of his murder spree. Others write strange tribute songs to honor their murderous hero, and there are Elliot Rogers t-shirts and Elliot Roger t-shirt unboxing videos. Like, this shit exists. Like, are you fucking kidding me? That's terrifying. That is absolutely terrifying that he has these quote-unquote fans. I don't even know what to say. I know what I want to say, but I'm not going to say it. Like, it was so... This whole thing was so disturbing. And I honestly didn't know justice by doing... Like, reading yeah. the story. No, this, is, this is something... If you're bored, read his manifesto. Like, like I said, it's 107,000 words. It's... Um, it's something. It's really something. And it really makes you think... Um, in the videos that are on the YouTube, they're very on self-centered. The on, on the, the YouTubes. YouTube. Um, they're very We're s- almost 40 kids. <laughs> <laughs> they're just very self-centered and very like, I, um, I, I have money. I have expensive things. You should love me and have sex with me because of it. And just, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. It's so vile. And I, I am, I feel so bad for all the victims. Those, the victims obviously who had gotten killed and those who were seriously injured. That's fucking terrible. It's awful. It's fucking terrible. It's awful. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah, my story. Yeah, this one story. did make me mad. I told you. I told you this it one would. Made me mad. Because it made me mad researching it. I was like, the fuck is this shit? That's awful. It is. That is awful. It is. It's it's awful. It's sad. It's disheartening. It's just, it's all those emotions wrapped into an emotion ball that just sits right in the pit of your stomach. For real. For real. I don't know, man. It's just, it's scary. It's I have a lot a of thoughts and world. no thoughts at the same time. Agreed. Like, it's just, it's awful. It is. It's just so awful. Absolutely. And... I mean the 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 fact that he has like a fan following is absolutely 
vile. Yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. And, like, I, I'll show you when we're done recording the the meme that they're talking about, mm-hmm. where his face is photoshopped on a saint. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. It's so gross. Like, I'm not hyper-religious. I, I'm that bad Catholic that only went to the church, that only went to church on Christmas. Christmas. And um, Easter. I've seen, and Easter. I've seen kid fo- uh, photos of you in your Easter yes. dress and yes. hats. But and white gloves. I mean, then I got, then I grew up and whatever. But regardless, you still don't fuck with religion like that. No. I don't care if it's what religion you are. Right. You don't mess yeah. with it. You just don't. I, I too, am a lapsed Catholic. <laughs> I too, am a lapsed Catholic who still has a great deal of beliefs. Mm-hmm. And while those beliefs <laughs> don't always perfectly align with the religion with which I was brought up. Um, you know, I still, I agree with you that there are things that are just sacred and you just don't fucking do. No. And it's just, that's just so fucking gross. It's so gross. Like you're just punching your ticket to hell, bro. Legit. And like the sad, I mean, the sad thing is, is that it's not only men. I, I, um, and like, okay, I don't know if if it's taboo to say, and I'm sorry, but like, it's some women too. Like, <laughs> I will never understand. I'm not saying that every single woman in the entire world needs to be like some staunch, uh, outspoken, like feminist. I know that that's not the way a lot of people think, or the way, it's not the way a lot of people think, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But to have that much misogyny within yourself as a woman, mm-hmm. I will literally never understand that. Same. I, and believe me, I am the first person to admit that I, and I think that this is just kind of growing up in the world and growing up in a world that's, I mean, let's face it, is a man's world, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's how the song goes anyway. Um, I think every single person has, I'm hitting things. I think every single person <laughs> has a lot of like internalized misogyny, right? Like there are certain things that you expect of yourself as a woman because of the things that you were taught being brought up that is expected of you because right. you're a woman, right? Right, right, right. And that just stays with you. And having to kind of deprogram your own brain to take those misogynistic thoughts out of your brain and be like, no, 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 nay, nay. I don't need to conform. I don't need to do what other people expect of me because just because I am a woman doesn't mean I can't do A, B, C, or D. Right, right. And I know it takes a lot of work to kind of work through those things that you've been taught your whole life about what is expected of you because you're a woman. But I will never understand... The complete opposite side of that spectrum. Nope. I will never understand, like, women who... I'll never understand women who don't support other women. Mm -hmm. I will never understand women who don't fight against some misogyny being put on them. Like, Mm -hmm. I just... I don't get it. And the fact that he has female followers that sympathize with what he did, it's infuriating like Little i can't bit. even put sentences together i'm nope. angry nope it's yeah. it's very infuriating like you you three percent expect it from the dudes i zero percent expect it from women same and so it's gross yes on both counts it's gross but it's even more gross yes the other way it's 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 terrible and the the fact that they keep his memory alive and when he did Saint something so fuck you <sighs> but, but yeah that was my story 
Sorry I made you angry. It's all right. And you want to know what, too? This is the one effing time we sat down to record, and I didn't pour myself a glass of wine before we sat down. You really needed so it. So we're going to finish the recording, and I'm going to go out there, <laughs> and I'm going to chug right from the bottle. Right from the bottle. Because I can. Because yes. this is my house. That's right. I can do what I want. Oh, That's goodness right. gracious. Okay. Oh, God. I'm sorry, guys. This was a really soapboxy episode. Very much so. Just want to let you guys know that these are all just our opinions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry if we... Offended. Oh, no, no, no. Well, no. I, I'm not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I I have started to try within myself. And again, this is another thing that like I'm doing to kind of remove those expectations of me. I'm trying really hard to stop apologizing for things that I do. Because things that I do I do with intention so the things that I say be unapologetically try, you try, try to be unapologetic and strong and and within my own space I believe a lot of the things I said tonight I know that sometimes we say things that can be misconstrued and, and taken out of context whatever um so I want to just all I want to say is take what we say at face value mm-hmm. with we a grain are, of salt we are just two chicks sitting here having a conversation um we are not mental health experts we are not scholars no we are not political and or religious uh smart people (laughs) (laughs) apparently we're also not smart people no no. just period at the end of that sentence i i can't talk i I can't say Um, words so again like just take it for the fact that this is just the way that we happen to feel and it is what it is again a unless it's something that i say that's completely out of turn and is offensive to like a group of people that i will apologize for and try to learn from but if it's something that is strictly my opinion as far as the way i behave and the person that i am it is what it is Mm mm-hmm so, um, anywho, <laughs> so jumping back off my soapbox again, yes, after yes, I just yes. say, oh, sorry, this was a soapbox episode. So let me jump right back on again. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you're still listening. <laughs> um, no, we appreciate every single one of you guys. Um, I think that this was a, a real interesting episode. Thank you, Jovi, so much for Absolutely. telling us about that story. And for, again, mentioning the names of all of those victims. Um, yeah. Because, again, like we said, from the very beginning of starting Bed Crime Stories, that that's why we are doing what we are doing. Um, we're not here to shine light on this guy. Apparently, there's plenty of other mm-hmm. fucking people doing that for him. Um, for us, it's all about the victims. And in this situation, we are talking about the people that he unfortunately uh, physically hurt and killed and his family as well because mm-hmm. it's it's I, I feel really I feel for his parents I think that's awful what happened and those people that he killed they're babies babies they're babies and it's not it's awful just absolutely heartbreaking um so again thank you guys so much for listening we love all of you you can find us on social media at uh, bed crime stories on Instagram and Twitter um, you can send us an email uh, if you have any story suggestions. And like I've said in episodes past, if you have any preference on which one of us tells your story, um, Jovi, myself, or Nikki, you can put that in your story suggestion as well. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That way you get to hear your favorite voice tell your favorite story. Yay! Yeah. And um, like, subscribe, rate, review, wherever you're listening to us. And again, we love you guys. Please be kind to one another. Thank you again. 
We'll talk to you guys all. I don't know. I like. I always lose myself in this part of the. I hate that you guys make me do this every week. Well, the next time we do it, I could do it. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll attempt it. All right. Yeah. Whew. There you go. Like sister. I love you so much. Be kind of Um We'll see you guys all next week. But until then, sweet, sweet dreams. dreams. Our theme song is the song "Industrial Music Box" by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. CreativeCommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.